The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Allison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Good morning and welcome to the show. This is Mickey Ellison, as he just stated. Um, if you if you want to get in touch with us, you can call the number he just gave. I can't remember that. Or you can email me, Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Um, would love to hear from you. You can like the, the show on Facebook. Um, if you've listened to the show in the last couple of weeks or last month or two, you've noticed that there's been a drastic change in the direction of where I want to take the show. And more so, I don't want to just take the show. I hope this leads to action, just as the opening says. Our focus has been, has been on changing the world, and it sounds like a huge endeavor. And when you think of it as this big planet with eight, nine billion people on it. Yes, it is. But in the last couple of weeks, we've had guests on such as Tiffany Sweeley, who's doing it through uh, through entertainment. She's changing the world through entertainment. Michael Gowan through fitness and Team Beachbody. And, and I hope to bring attention to other people and organizations that are changing the world. And when we say changing the world, sometimes that just means in your local community, one person at a time. We've had on Bob Lutz from League 42 here in Wichita, who is literally changing the world for for young boys and girls that that otherwise, because of financial constraints, would never get the opportunity to play baseball because it has become an extremely expensive sport. We've had Rob Miller on from Proactive Coaching. Uh, John O'Sullivan, who has been a, a – multiple-term guest um, on the show from Changing the Game Project and who I believe has fantastic information that if you have kids involved in, in youth sports, you as a parent, as a coach, you really need to check out uh, uh, John's website, changingthegameproject.com. John is also responsible for our guest today. He introduced me to John Lutkemeyer, and I will promise you I'm messing that up because I can't even spell it. Um, John is... Uh, is changing the lives of some children in in, in St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis area through youth hockey. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, Mickey. Uh, John, what are what are some things people need to to know about you? And um, we're going to talk about Kirk, what you guys are doing at the uh, Kirkwood Kirk, Kirkwood Hockey Association. I told you before the show you're going to have to carry me because I'm tired <laughs> and I can't even talk. Yeah. But uh, uh, tell us a little bit about you and and uh, the Kirkwood Youth Hockey Association. 
Sure. It's, um, it's, it's the town I grew up in and, and where I played youth hockey and then uh, moved away and, and uh, you know, those formative years after college and, and got back to uh, that same area once uh, I got married and my wife and I wanted to raise our family near their extended family. So um, got back involved uh, actually with my nephew's team as a coach and then uh, eventually with my own kids. But I, I think what I, given the, the, the direction that this show has taken, what, what I hope people take away from this is that anybody can do it. I, I'm no more qualified than any of your listeners to, uh, to change the world. It just takes people who say, yeah, let's do it. And then, and then don't let any excuses or, or naysayers get in the way. If you've got a, if you've got an idea and a dream, just go after it. Yeah. And, and John, you know, I don't know if you know this about me every Wednesday before I come to do this show, I spend, uh, about 30 minutes on a political, local political talk show, um, which sometimes isn't the best advice to, to give someone that has a financial planning business because you do alienate about half the people that uh, you would otherwise become clients. But in, in all seriousness, about two or three weeks ago, I actually went in, in and I don't know what was up with the mood that I, I was in. And uh, Joseph Ashby, it's called the Joseph Ashby Show, and Joseph does a fantastic job, super guy. And he actually said, uh, um, I don't know what it was. He was talking about some of the things going on in Washington and some of the craziness that's going on. I finally looked at him and I said, you know, I think I'm done with Washington. We can't change Washington. And I don't even know that, that we want to, but or, or maybe we can long term. Because I think we as coaches, as parents, as as teachers of music or whatever it might be, we have the opportunity to change the world because Washington is just a, a sign of corruption that has become rampant, I think, throughout society. But our kids are the future, and I believe that we, you and I, along with John O'Sullivan and anybody else that is coaching youth sports, have an opportunity to teach what we consider to be successful traits of any society, things such as perseverance, such as teamwork, hard work, um, learning to deal with failure, um, and, and all those sorts of things, building character, honor, honesty, every one of those qual- those qualities can be taught through youth sports. Uh, am I wrong in that? No, I, I mean, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. They're the, the, we can only work with what we can control and, and, um, you know, we, we do have a vote and we can try and get someone elected to represent uh, our beliefs. But once that vote is cast, the, the dice are rolled and, and whatever happens, happens. But if you if you turn your focus towards those right in your neighborhood and how you can help them, that's where you have the most dramatic impact. And, and, and for me, it's been such an amazing experience and so rewarding to work with with kids that I get way more out of it than I give. And I try and give a whole bunch, but it's, it's the, the, to, to watch kids succeed and, and to see their self-esteem go up and, and, and become a better teammate and learn to deal with kids from um, different backgrounds and, and, um, and various uh, abilities. It's so rewarding. And uh, I just, I, I, I can't, 
say enough about how much I get out of this. And, you know, people say, you're always smiling. And I say, what, what's, what's not the love? We're at the rink playing hockey and, and we've got a bunch <laughs> of kids who all believe that, uh, that they're really good at this. And, and so this is a really positive environment. Why wouldn't we be happy? Absolutely. I, I, I feel the same way. And, and, you know, from our conversations that I'm a baseball guy and, and, but it's not that I'm anti any other sport because I played basketball too. I just wasn't as good at it. And there was no way anybody was recruiting a, a 5'11 kid who couldn't run or jump, but could shoot to play college basketball. That just wasn't happening. Um, and, but anyway, I'm on your website right now, or not your website, but the Kirkwood Hockey Association uh, website, and I, I'm reading a part down here that says, why hockey? Because I, you know, growing up in the Southeast, I hate to break it to you, hockey isn't a big sport or wasn't a big sport at the time, because if we went to skate out on our ponds in January, we usually just sunk into the, uh, into the water. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and you would still freeze to death because the water was cold. But, um, you know, I'm reading on here that, that uh, you know, a couple of things that kind of stick out is, and I would have never thought this one, one, hockey is a sport that you could continue to play well into your 50s or 60s. Uh, how is that? Well, well, it's, it's uh, once you get into an adult league, it becomes kind of a non-contact sport, and it's, and it's really um, a low impact thing. You know, a lot of runners switch to biking because their knees can't handle it or, or basketball players, uh, you know, get tired of rolling their ankles, but, but hockey's a sport that, uh, is pretty, pretty low stress on the body. So there's plenty of guys that just refuse to admit that they're old and they're playing on Friday mornings <laughs> before work with their buddies and well into their fifties and beyond. So, yeah, I, I always thought of golf as being that sport, but apparently, uh, I guess you do get a little bit more cardio work playing some hockey, right? Well, and, and, and I'll tell you, the, the reason that people hate to give it up is the locker room. And you don't have a locker room in, in golf, but hockey's the one sport where as youth, you don't just show up at the field or at the basketball court and and throw your shoes on and start playing. There's, there's this camaraderie that happens in hockey in the locker room because you're spending 20 or 30 minutes getting ready before the game and another 20 minutes afterwards getting undressed. And, and the bonding that happens in there is just something that's so unique to that sport. And it's great not only for the kids who are playing around with each other, but that's parent time too. You know, the kid ties his own shoes or throws on his ball glove and jumps on the diamond. But, you know, particularly at the younger age, those kids need help getting dressed. And there's, there's some magic moments there between not only kids with each other, but moms and dads and, and their kids. It's some real quality time. So, hey, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, 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 Kirkwood, your Kirkwood, I'm telling you, I can't talk today, Kirkwood Wood Youth Hockey Association, um, so people can learn more about what you guys are doing, and hopefully other, uh, not just in hockey, but other sports can, can uh, people or coaches can look at this and see this as a way to do things. That one of the things I, I noticed on here is that your KYHA has uh, received a, from, what is it, uh, USA Hockey, the uh, Hockey American Development Model Award, that type, type thing. What is, it, it's been called a model association by U.S. Hockey. What does that mean? Sure. They, they, USA Hockey has done an amazing job in the last five years of, of trying to educate 
clubs around the country about um, what they want us to teach. And um, they've, they've put together a whole curriculum from um, the first stride on the ice until uh, until the, those guys are, are playing in those men's leagues. There's, there's a whole format of what they call age appropriate training that they, that they are asking um, the volunteers around the country who are working at these associations to, to use, to work with the kids, excuse me. And uh, for, for us, we've, we've said, yes, we, we agree with what you're doing and we're committed to implementing every detail that you've laid out. And, and we've worked for several years. It's actually been a, a longer term initiative than that. But formally for the last uh, three years, we were working closely with them to adopt their principles and put those into place at Kirkwood. And officially we were accredited the model association designation um, the the year before last, so in 2012. So there are only 11 of those associations across the country, and 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 frankly, I hope there will be more this year because it's it's such a great way to to teach uh, youth hockey specifically, but youth sports in general. Yeah, well, what what are some of the things they're having you do? Well, you know, I, I was listening to the show last week, and and John O'Sullivan and I, we we think so similarly, and and it talks about age appropriate training, which I mentioned before, um, and and at at each at each age level, there are certain skills that that the body is more receptive to learning than at other times. You know, we we all know that it's it seems to be a lot easier for a kid to learn a new language than it is for us as an adult. Well, sure. scientifically that's been that's been proven that that part of the brain uh is is more responsive to the stimulus at a certain age. Well, it's it's the same way for athletes. So for us, um, we take a what they call a long-term athlete development approach, um, LTAD, and that means w- w- we put the child's needs first ahead of wins and losses. And and I know it's a team sport, and and we are competing, but we have to we have to remember that that these are kids, and if we want them to play our sport, whatever sport that is, forever, the first thing we need to do is is to take whatever minute interest they have in that sport and turn that into a, just a burning desire to play it, to love the game. And we're not going to do that if, if we're browbeating them at six years old to, to win the game on Saturday when they can barely skate. Mm-hmm. So we, again, at each, at each age level, there are certain things that we focus on and really primarily at the youngest ages, we work on, athlete basic fundamental athletic skills as opposed to hockey specific training um and and again with a longer term approach that might cause us our six-year-olds to lose a game who cares right Um, we're trying to make them a better hockey player and a lifelong participant in the sport and we'll worry about winning the games when when that really matters down the road you know some kid who wants to play in college this the coach who's who's recruiting him isn't going to care what his 8U uh, hockey team did. <laughs> he, he's worried about whether or not that individual player has the potential to play at a more elite level. Yeah, and we'll get back from this break. We're going to talk more about, uh, Kate. Uh, I'm going to try to say it correctly, Kirkwood Youth Hockey Association and, and what they are doing to uh, change the lives of, of kids in, in the St. Louis area and hopefully 
those of you listening to the show will uh, will find some inspiration in this. And again, as we're talking about changing the world on on this show, it doesn't happen if we don't all come together and, and start working working with one another to to share our, our ideas. And by responding on my Facebook page, liking the Facebook page, the Mickey Ellison Show Facebook page, we can start bringing folks together from all over the, the country. I mean, this is a situation where John and I didn't even know each other two weeks ago, and uh, I'm looking forward to the relationship going forward. Folks, I really hope you're enjoying the show. We'll be back from this break in a minute. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show where we're changing the world today with uh, John Luke Am I saying that right, John? Close enough. Luke Demeyer. Luke Demeyer. And uh, yep, I can't. That's perfect. Hey, hey, can I give you a hard time? I had a I had a roommate in college who is still my best friend. We with Vanderbilt having won the national championship. If you're if you're just tuning into the show and you've never if you didn't know this, I played at Vanderbilt years ago. When yeah, sounds really cool, John. We we uh, it's a fantastic program today, and it wasn't bad when I was there. But our our press box was a folding chair and a folding table on top of our dugout. But. Uh, <laughs> We we called him Wiz. This guy named Mark Wichizuski. I to this day have known. I, I can't spell his name, and so you're not quite as long as that. But if you put your name on the back of your jersey, does it actually wrap around your number? We yeah we uh, my poor <laughs> kids are always in a in a font about two points smaller than everyone else on the team. <laughs> but anyway, um, hey, we went to the break. Right before we went to the break, you were talking a little bit. Uh, about um, you know the development of the kids at, at, 
at the appropriate ages, and, and you may you kind of joked about it, but there is some seriousness that, that goes with it, and, and kids being yelled at and screamed at to win six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old hockey, baseball, basketball, whatever that, that might be. And you alluded to the kid that is going to go on to play in college, and, and realistically, most of the kids – the, I actually saw a stat, and I wish I had, had copied it um, that my brother sent to me a couple of weeks ago, the number of kids that actually make it to, to college sports. And, you know, while there's a lot of college athletes out there, the percentage of, of kids that actually make it that play the sport is very, very, very minute. And if you start moving up to the professional ranks, it's all, it, it's just, it's almost unheard of what the what the odds are of actually making it. So let, let, let's talk about um, the experience that the kids have with, with coaches. And uh, it, it, you just go whatever direction you want to go. But one of the things I want to make sure of, it, that people are listening to the show, you do want your kids to be put into an environment where they can succeed. They're going to get quality coaching. But if your kids are getting yelled at by a coach at seven and eight years old because of making an error or or, uh, or whatever it might be on, I don't know what to call it in hockey, um, what, what you might be doing, but making a mistake. My first advice for that is get them away because there's no place for it and, and the, the, you're not going to do any good for your kids going on uh, in, in the future. But talk more about the, uh, the age appropriateness because one thing I really liked when I went to your website was I'm looking at a hockey association. And I've got young kids and there's pictures on there and they're not on ice. No, you know, our, our, uh, in hockey, uh, to go back a little bit, less than 3% of the kids are going to play at the college level. And, and, and if it becomes a, a profession, you're talking about uh, something in the neighborhood of 0.7 tenths of 1% of the kids that start. So uh-huh. we are, we are um, oftentimes focused on our, on our most elite or our most developed. I hesitate to even call them talented because that's, that's, that's an assumption that I think we make, but we focus on the kids who are the best. Um, and, and uh, we do oftentimes a disservice to the majority of the, of the kids who, who haven't started to excel yet. And, and what I love about what USA Hockey has provided us, it's a blueprint that works for every child. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and I'll give you an example. So uh, when we started implementing the, the USA Hockey Model Association program, we were a terrible club from a wins and losses standpoint. I'm going back seven years when I started as the coaching director. And okay. we were winning roughly three and a half out of every 10 games. Um, so no wonder our families were, were frustrated and miserable. Kids weren't experiencing success. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know what, let's, let's stop worrying about the scoreboard and you know John Wooden's the 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 ultimate coach, and and that was something that 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 I I read somewhere where he said we never won or lost. That was just the score when the time ran out. And <laughs> our focus went from the scoreboard to what we could control, which was providing players an environment for them to excel. And when we did that, we assumed that the wins and losses would take care of themselves. And they did. If you fast forward two years from when we started, as a club, we were we were about a 500 
winning percentage. Um, and our goal differential, which in hockey means, you know, every time you score a goal, you get a plus, And every time the other team scores a goal, you get a minus. And at the end of the year, you tally all those up. Well, we, we, we started and, and when we were only winning three out of 10 games, not surprisingly, we were at a minus 273. Wow, that's Fast a lot. Forward, yeah, oh yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of goalies with the red light going on behind them, getting a sunburn <laughs> on the back of their neck. So fast forward two years and we're a 500 uh, association and our goal differential was down to minus 50. And fast forward two more years, so we're just talking about three years ago, and uh, we were a, a 667 winning percentage. Actually, it was a little higher than that. It, it was up over 700, and our goal differential was plus 370. So we had a swing in the course of four years of 600 goals for the club, um, and and it was all because we we just started focusing on player development and not team tactics at an age when they're not appropriate and kids don't understand it anyway. You know, in the beginning, I talked a little bit about the um, the age appropriate training and and one of the things that that USA Hockey highlighted was the the window of trainability for fine motor skills. And that that typically for kids goes um, somewhere in the neighborhood of nine to twelve years old. It varies obviously by their physical development, and it also varies a little bit between boys and girls. But in that window, they can learn really, really fantastic creative stick handling. Uh, if it's soccer, it would be footwork and dribbling, and in baseball, that would be the time to really focus on on hitting and fielding. Um, because their their body is just soaking up that information. And we started saying, well, that's the time we should be focusing on that as opposed to learning a breakout or a team tactic. The, the, we're wasting time on a skill that, that, that they're not ready to master, and we're missing an opportunity to teach them skills that their body is just completely ready to, to uh to learn and absorb and, and turn it into muscle memory. So by USA Hockey highlighting for everyone what is appropriate to teach, I mean, they laid out the blueprint, and, and frankly, we're just following it. But that success has, has bred um, a level of trust that I think is pretty unique for youth sports. We, we tinker all the time now. Every year we're changing uh, policies and, and training methods and you know change can fear can be uh fearful for a lot of people sure. but doing this for a number of years now and staying committed to it um there there is a level of 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 contentment and a level of satisfaction and frankly trust in in the coaches at our association that that it really is an ideal hockey community it is a place where people not everyone's on board, of course, but it's a place sure. where, by and large, everyone's happy. And, you know, people, people come to our association from another club and they say, man, this is, it's just not like that where I came from. This a great, a simple story, but a great one. A, a guy pulled me aside and said, you know, I just want to let you know how happy we are here. And I know this is going to sound really silly, but we had a, a, an early morning practice early in the year and, and, um, one of the other dads I didn't even know came up to me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to Starbucks. Do you want a cup of coffee? And <laughs> I said, sure. And he left and 
he said, I had to call my wife and go, honey, someone offered me a cup of coffee here, you know, (laughs) which sounds silly, but, um, you know, unfortunately we, we get so wrapped up in our kids and their individual success and whether or not they're, they're, um, the best one on the team or their team's winning all the time. And, and we lose that sense of community and, and, and I'm, I'm fortunate to be associated with a place that, that really, uh, lives and breathes everyone being on the same page and there for each other. Yeah, and we've had the the same situation. We don't have have an association. We started a, our baseball team, that my older boys' baseball team started off as as a team that was called the Bandits, simply because we had somebody give us uniforms that had Bandits written on them. But five <laughs> years ago, yeah, I mean that's how it works, right? I mean, you, right. You take what you can get because we weren't a team that was extremely uh, wealthy, and no one was was uh, and desperation mode where they weren't going to be able to play but we wanted to try to keep the cost down as much as possible and then a few years later we changed it to the kings which stands for kids in god's service and it's been a process and it's really been fun we we've come to what is either the fifth or sixth year as as the kings and someone asked me the other day how how our what's the difference in in our program or our our team and I said, number one, our parents are on board. Our parents believe in what we're trying to do with the kids. And by doing so, the kids are on board as well. Because when, when our goal is, yes, we want to be a great competitive baseball team. But at the same time, we more importantly want those kids coming away being better people. And, and, and that's our number one goal that we're trying to do. And teach them, I think you're doing the same thing with hockey. We're turning them, trying to turn them into to baseball fans for life. And I, I often tell the kids, I said, my number one job as a coach when you guys were 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old was to help you learn to love the game. And in order to do that, it's got to be fun. We are coming up on a break. I've taken up a whole bunch of time talking. We're going to talk even more with John Meyer when we get back and learn more about what they're doing at uh, KYHA in, in St. Louis area. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying the show. We'll see you in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The future of online TV is here. 
View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show, where we are trying to change the world, and we're doing it one person, one community at a time. We've had great guests on in the past. Uh, if you if you want to go to mickeyellison.com, you can hear them. Uh, Michael Gowan, who is a team beach body coach, but at the same time has, has a ministry going on where he's changing the lives of people each and every day. Um, and actually helping them to, to be healthier long-term so that they, they can enjoy their lives. We've got uh, Tiffany Sweeley, who was on, who is probably the most talented singer that I have ever known personally, and a great speaker. She was on sharing some of uh, some of the issues that she had gone through. She had just written a book, as, uh, and um, I've got that book posted on my, on my website, and it's called preparing for battle. Today we have with us John Lutkemeyer, who was introduced to me by John O'Sullivan from Changing the Game Project. And John, you know, John O'Sullivan had told me that, that uh, I think this guy is a, a really good fit for what you guys are trying to do on the show because uh, of what they're doing at uh, Kirkwood uh, Youth Hockey Association. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Kirkwood and, and what you guys what you guys are doing because there's a lot of things that that we teach in sports each and every day that do apply to things outside of hockey or baseball or basketball what what are some of the things that you your guys are trying to focus on sure if there if there are certain things that i think uh transcend any individual sport so uh, what we're doing in hockey and and many of our coaches said you know once they were exposed to this training I said, man, you know, I, I coach baseball or basketball, and, and we're starting to incorporate these same same things. So for us specifically, um, we we try and maximize the ice time. I, I, I get so jealous when I drive down the road and I see an empty ball field and think, you know, oh, man, or my kids play those sports, and and there's there's – there's always a place to go play. If you want to hold a baseball practice, you can always find a field, uh, even if it's not a, a baseball field, and you can practice for as long as you want. But ice is a is a tough commodity to come by. It, it, sure. Any market that has more than one hockey club generally has people scratching and clawing to get enough ice time. So we had to um, figure out a way to maximize that ice time. And that meant we got to stop with kids standing around. So instead of a drill that if there's 15 kids on the ice and five of them are in the drill and 10 of them are standing around watching, let's break that up into into stations and put kids in groups of three and four and keep them moving and maximize the repetitions in a, a shorter period of time. So if if you came to one of our practices, you wouldn't see 15 kids on the ice, first of all. There would be three teams out there, and we'd probably be in anywhere from four to six stations. And the coaches okay. um, stay at the station, and the kids rotate you know, every six to eight mm-hmm. minutes to the next drill. And that, that does a lot 
to, to maximize that ice time. But it also has some intangible benefits. Number one, um, we're, we're evening out the coaching, so it's not so critical what team you make and whether or not you have the good volunteer versus the lesser experienced one because all the kids at a, at a particular age group are, are being exposed to all the coaches. And, you know, the reverse of that is true. As a coach, if there's one or two kids, you know, everybody's got them, the ones where you're like, oh, my gosh, if I have to deal with him one more time. Well, you don't. He, he's moving on, and, and uh, you know, it takes a village to raise the child. So the, the, the intangible benefit that came from that is I think all of our coaches take a lot of pride in success that other teams experience because I may not be labeled the head coach for that team, but but I had a, had a role in that. Um, it also exposes our kids to playing with kids of varying ability. So sometimes they're the best kid in the station and they get to experience success and maybe they're the leader and they demo that drill. And at other times they're, they're with kids that are a little more advanced than they are and they get pushed. So uh-huh. that format is certainly something that, that, that any sport can use. And then uh, beyond that, as I said, we, we take a team tactic um, and we break that up into the tiniest bits possible and then we practice those individual skills so again in hockey a breakout is a common thing that a team might work on when they're 12 or 14 years old well at eight years old we'll work on the breakout but instead of it being this big formal thing we'll work on stick handling um, in a certain area of the ice and we'll work on on a short pass that would be a normal breakout pass in another area and then we'll work on on a person moving or weaving um, that you might see in the overlapping in soccer. Um, it, all of those things are happening simultaneously in different stations, and really they're learning the bits and pieces, the most remedial components of the larger uh, uh, puzzle that we're trying to build. And um, And then they just do it intangibly. They do it without even realizing it because they've learned all the little pieces, so they put it together themselves. The third thing I'd, I'd share that I think is, is, a, is brilliant um, is I stop talking so much. Uh, we, let, <laughs> we let the drill do the teaching, and by that I mean we create what are called small area games that that the premise of the game just allows kids to play, but we're going to play in such a way that there are rules that simulate the environment of an actual game. And the kids are learning by figuring it out on their own. I tried that and, and, and that didn't work. So next time I'll try this. So rather than trying to force uh, a philosophy on them, we, we create, um, stations that are games which the kids love playing and let the game teach the, the skill that we're trying to communicate. And, and science shows us that, that, that we all learn a lot more by doing than by, than by being told what to do. So sure. let them discover, um, discover the drill or the, uh, the particular ability. Let them discover that through their own play. Well, and do you oftentimes see that that they come up with a little bit of their their own style? You know, John O'Sullivan talks a, a ton about 
they afford us a free play. And it sounds like you're you're you have a purpose, but you're kind of turning it into free play in each one of those those stations where the the kids are looking at it as a game and they're learning the skills, but they don't even realize they're learning the skills. Exactly, and and yes, it happens all the time. You know, where you bite your tongue and go, "Oh, don't do that." Oh my gosh, that worked. <laughs> Good for you. You know, so yes, that happens all the time. And you know, there there's also trying to keep that longer term perspective. You know, um a great example again in in hockey, if if your team has a penalty, you can shoot the puck to the other end of the ice and and it's not called icing like it is if if you're at even strength. Well, in the NHL, if a player gets the puck in their own end and they're shorthanded, they'll they'll dump it all the way down the rink and, and get it away from their goal, and that's a smart play. We'll have eight-year-old games, and I'll hear a parent yelling, ice it, ice it, because we have a penalty, and I'll go up to them and I'll go, why would we want them to ice the puck? Well, they might turn it over and the other team's going to score. So what? There's no one around. <laughs> Skate with it. Don't yeah. apply the adult game to to the youth. Look at the ability or the opportunities in those in those moments and see if they can learn something new. And and the and the kid who has uh, an environment of trust that allows them to have that kind of creativity, that's the kid who's going to excel and and lo and behold, play at a higher level. Um, we're, we're, let's not squash that out of them by trying to teach them how to play like adults when they're not ready to learn that yet. Yeah, I've seen that um, with, with players. And sometimes it takes a while to get that trust, especially if they're coming to you from another team where they, it might not have been the same type of environment. And you mentioned earlier that you learn as much as, if not more, than the kids. And I've done the same thing coaching baseball. In fact, I got one of the greatest lessons in, in coaching this year um, we had we we're playing in one of our second or third tournament of the year. I know we have a ton of talent. I can see it at practice. It's more talent than we, we've ever had as as a team individually. I mean, the the kids were you know they're just good players. And we went out in the first day of this tournament, and my heavens, we looked like we had never played baseball before in our lives. It was the worst thing that I worst worst I, game that I could think of could have been played with a group of kids that I knew they were extremely talented. So in between games on Saturday, I lit into them. I, and not, not where I'm yelling and cussing at them or anything like that, but I really got into them only to watch them play worse in oh, game yeah. two than they did in game one. And that night, I, I began to reflect, and some of the body language that I was seeing on the field and, and, and some of the defeated body language was basically a reflection of what they were seeing from us and. And, and the coaching staff in the dugout. And I, I actually brought our coaches together the next morning. I said, look, um, we're going about this all wrong. What we have to do is, as hard as it's going to be, and as much as we want to say something, we have to be completely unemotional so that the kids are not afraid to make a mistake. And we got an opportunity early, early in the game. We had a kid hit a ground ball. And I and I'm getting into into baseball terminology, but when you're you hit a ground ball to the to the infield, if you're running straight to first base, you're going to run through the base. As you're crossing the bag, your first instinct is supposed to be to look to your right because if there's an overthrow, you can see where the ball went. And one of the kids, he obviously saw it was going to be an overthrow. He forgot to to take the look to the right. He just took off to second. He probably got thrown out by by ten ten feet. Or twenty feet. It was. It wasn't even close. 
and you could see his, he had that body language coming off the field, John, and that that was like, oh no, what is he going to say to me? And I just went over and put my arm around him. I said, you know exactly what you did, and uh, I said, you know what? Here's the greatest lesson. That I said, I bet you look right every time you cross first base now. And from that moment on, that kid uh, was a new kid on the team. He relaxed, and now he's our four four hole hitter. Um, yeah, you know, we I had a, a very similar situation, and I, I've heard a great term that, uh, or, or saying that if you look on the bench, the, you should have no idea what the score is by looking at the coach, and mm-hmm. and uh, that provides a level of of safety and um, and trust with your players. You know, for us, the kids will say all the time, "What's the score?" and I'll say, "I, I don't know." I, I really don't care. That's not what we can control. We, we control what what our effort is, and that's all we should be worrying about. And 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 generally, that's a philosophy that I think all the coaches at Kirkwood try and adopt. You know, and it's not easy. And 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 I, I was laughing when you when you talked about how how they were underperforming. I, I had a the best example for hey, me personally. Can you, can, can you save that story for when we get sure. back from this break? Because we're running up on on the clock here, folks. We'll be back in a second. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. John Luke Tamire is with me today from the Kirkwood Youth Hockey Association. And we're talking about changing the, uh, changing the world. And, and John is doing that with a lot of good volunteers that are working with him in, in the St. Louis area. We, before we went to the, to the break... Um, John, I rudely interrupted you because there's something about paying the bills on radio shows and things like that. The commercials need to be played. But, hey, do you want to go back into the story you were about to uh, tell? 
Yeah, it, it, real quick, and I, but I think it's a good coach, uh, a good tip for any coach that's out there. You were talking about the um, the team underperforming, and 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 I had a practice one time, and uh, the kids just were not there. You know, mentally they were not there, and and we were working on things we had worked on many times before, and the performance was just horrific. And and I could feel myself losing it, and frankly, I went against my better judgment, and, and I rewarded them for their bad behavior instead of the, the natural instinct, which would be to pull them together and say, come on, guys, you can do better. So instead, we just completely discarded the practice plan for the next 10 minutes, and we just played. I mean, we got as silly as we could get, you know, playing playing the game with the wrong hand, if you're right-handed, playing <laughs> left-handed, et cetera, turning your sticks upside down, and just completely, you know, more or less reset. And uh, when we got back together after those 10 minutes, and, and I felt like, again, I had rewarded them with some fun for some really poor effort, and instead I was shocked to see how it had just energized them. And the rest of the practice just went on and it was it was it was one of the better practices and we managed to save it by just having some fun. So certainly something I'd I'd pass along to anyone working with kids. They can frustrate the heck out of you, but uh sometimes you you just need to let them let them um get it out of their system and they'll come back more energized. Yeah, sometimes we have to remember their their kids, right? Right. We actually could, we could actually could learn a lot from them if we would take life on as the as the same way that they do. But uh, hey, when we during the break we we were talking about um, you know going back to the to the theme of the show and and changing changing the world. One of the things you you had sent me over here was some things of what makes a radical change possible in a in a volunteer youth sports organization. What 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 are we getting at there? Sure, you know. Um we we haven't talked a lot about kind of the minutia of the change. I, I think your listeners should just know that we we went to a completely different way of of approaching teaching youth hockey. And granted, USA Hockey had helped us with that outline, but we approached it radically different than 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 what we had done in the past, and typically what you might see uh, some of our neighboring associations um, doing at the time. And, 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 and honestly, you know, I said in the beginning that we weren't very good when we started it. And certainly that, that's an impetus for change. It, it's a little mm-hmm. bit harder to, to move that boulder and get the, the momentum going if, if you're already experiencing success. But, mm-hmm. but we weren't. And so people were open to the idea. And I think there's just three things that, that you need if, if, if you're working with kids and, and you want to approach it differently. There's going to be resistance because, as I said, I think change is something that, that, that a lot of people are afraid of. Mm-hmm. So don't do it if you're not passionate about it. Really believe in the change that you're making um, and, and, and do a little bit of research. The, the information for anything is out there on the Internet, and you can find it. And typically, you're going to find that the change you want to make, you've got facts and figures that will back it up, and, and the other side just has tradition. Well, that's not how we did it. Overcome it with passion. If you've got more information than they do, eventually they just kind of stop trying <laughs> to uh, fight City Hall. Um, and then the next thing I think is to communicate. It's really, really important for a volunteer organization. You know, these, these families um, are paying a lot of money. I know we talk about youth sports and the expense, and they do expect a return on their investment, uh, fair or unfair. 
So communicate with them. And, and, and if you don't, then they speculate. And usually they're way off base as to why you're doing what you're doing. So don't be afraid to communicate and welcome the, the two-way dialogue. Um, again, in our association, not everyone agrees with our approach, but they understand that we really believe we have the kid's best interest at heart. So they give us a longer leash. And then, and then the, the last thing that I would say is, is, is experiment. So admit when you make mistakes. We, we've been at this for seven years now in this new format, and we've, we've made some really silly mistakes. And we, we admit it, and we correct as quickly as we can. Sometimes that's right in the middle of the year. Sometimes it's that day. Other times we can't fix that until the end of the season, but we'll do it differently for next year. So constantly be willing to tinker and evolve and 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 you get to a place like I said I love KYHA I love being there I love the people there it is so rewarding to be in a place that that is healthy and has the right perspective um it's just a, it's a great place for a kid to to be a kid not to steal Chuck E Cheese's line but um <laughs> that 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 took years to build but and a lot of people um, but it's there now and, 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 uh, you know, the people are, are incredibly protective of our culture and, and, um, we'll share it with anybody how we do it and how it can apply to, to their particular, uh, avenue with children. Yeah. And we, we've seen that with our Kings baseball program. I, I, I think I've said earlier in the program, if I didn't, I'll say, I'll say it now that I believe that the Kings parents, that with our baseball team are the greatest parents of any youth sports organization I have ever seen. Now that doesn't mean I've seen them all. And right. it is a matter of those things that you talk about where they can tell we have passion. Dude, I, I love baseball. I, there's no place I would rather be than on a baseball field with those kids. We, we did experiment. We experimented with, with having them do more, more things off the field. Not this year was a little tougher, but in the past we would actually have them do community service where where they can actually see what they're doing. It is in fact called Kids and God Service, and the communication is extremely important because I tell each and every one of our parents we have an open line of communication. I want you to talk to me about concerns. Now, one thing that is off limits is the amount of playing time that your kids get, especially at 14 years old. But you can always approach me. And ask, what is it that my kid needs to do to get more playing time? And I'm more than happy to do that. And I'll spend as much time with them doing the things that they need to need to do. Um, and I'm also open with them and saying, hey, I, I think that this is uh, uh, your your kid. Had, we have one kid that had, uh, had some challenges because he's smaller. And he has to be willing to work harder than anybody else on the team if he expects to play as much as them. And, and that's not his fault. He's a great kid. He works really hard. Um, and, you know, I got to be careful going off on this. You know, one thing I did want to talk about, say right here at the end, because we got two minutes left. If, through all that we've talked about, how's what you're doing at, uh, at KYHA changing the world? Well, I think we're we're giving the game back to the kids. You know, another another thing that USA Hockey is doing that I don't see any of the other national governing bodies do is telling the kids to stop playing. Uh, their sport. Uh, we encourage there to be an off season. Go play other sports. We try and build a better athlete before we build a better hockey player. So it's a very balanced approach to a healthy lifestyle. We teach nutrition. We teach off ice conditioning. 
Um, and, and we also, I, I think, are in a small way changing the world by making every kid feel good about themselves. Their time at Kirkwood, whether they're the best player in their age level or the, the most remedial, they see improvement in themselves. And, and for a kid, let's be honest, if, if they would rather play than win, they'd choose playing. They all want to play. So let's let them play and let's help them get better. So we, we don't just reserve the best coaching for the, for the most elite player because you don't know where this is all going to shake yep. out anyway. Hey, and I'm, I'm going to have to cut you off, John, because we have less than 30 seconds left to go. Um, if you want more information about Cook World Ho- Hockey Association, you can email me, mickey at mickeyellison.com. You can also look it up on, on the internet. I want to thank you so much, John, for coming on the show this week and helping us change the world, and you're doing your part in St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you very much for, uh, for the time, Mickey. This was, a, this was a lot of fun. All righty. Hopefully you'll come back. Folks, come back and listen to the show next week. Um, if you want to hear it again, you can go back online and listen to it on demand or on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. so much for joining us on the mickey ellison show mickey plans to be here again next wednesday morning at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel we hope you'll be here too